and welcome back to another episode of You Reaching or Teaching. I am your host, Derek. And I'm your boy, Aaron. What's good with y'all? How you, how you feeling today, my boy? Man, look, I've been, I just had this realization, you know, it's 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 the holiday times, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Um, I've been watching Christmas specials and Christmas movies and everything. And then I went to my Christmas music. You know, I like my Christmas music. You, you done started that already? Oh, I've been started since December 1st. <laughs> since December 1st, I've been on it. And two things hit me because I was listening. One, Chris Brown, he did a few Christmas songs like two years ago. He didn't just do another whole Christmas album, personally. Big facts. Like, in all seriousness, not just being a Chris Brown fan, but just he does that that type of genre well. That's a fact, cause that's that's it's like when uh when Halloween come around, I always tell people the only thing I need to look at is Hocus Pocus and, <laughs> and Halloween Town. And then when Christmas come around, only thing I need to listen to is is Silent Night and Chris Brown This Christmas. That's the only, that's the only thing I need to listen to. Forget, oh. forget Mariah Carey. I don't need to listen to her no more. Oh no, I'm sick of that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been over Mariah Carey. Yeah, she could. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel you. Just like a good, like eight song Christmas album, maybe ten. He can redo this Christmas and put like other artists into it. Yeah. Um, just other like creative songs, like things like that. Is he could really make a good Christmas album instead of just songs? So I seen. But then, um, Brandy mm-hmm. was making an album, right? A yeah. Christmas album. I think. I think I seen Coco Jones doing. An album maybe or like a, a song or something i don't know much about that yeah but you know but then this the other thing that hit me and this ain't christmas related is in 2024 i gotta start listening to future less because <laughs> the, the thing is because i catch myself agreeing with some of the stuff <laughs> he's it's, i was in the car he said i cheat on you you cheat on me you ain't loyal and i'm just like yeah and i'm like whoa you right <laughs> you right shoot I cheat on you, you cheat on me. You, you ain't know, loyal. Even like, though, mm. even even though he he toxic, it doesn't mean he's wrong. That, that's the thing. Like, is he wrong? Though? <laughs> like with, with some of the stuff he be saying. When huh, he hit me with a bar, he said he had a threesome with a Muslim and a Christian. He swapped out religion and felt like Jesus Christ when he did it. I said, damn. <laughs> that boy talking, boy. That boy talking. I said, shout, I, out to, shout out to the Toxic King. Yes, shout out yes. to the Toxic King. All praises to the most. High. <laughs> um, that when boy I, is stupid. It's just hearing that, and then the joint he did um, with Metro Boom and Smoking Dope turned me to a superhero. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this too much. I need to dial back. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man, but we're gonna go ahead and get into the sports talk. Uh, last uh, we're recording again Sunday, uh, December 10th. Uh, yesterday we had the championship for the in season tournament. The Lakers defeated uh, the Indiana Pacers. Um, how we feel about that game? Even it, and that game don't count for pretty much anything, it's just an extra game for the season. The stats don't even count, but how we feel about that game. Um, I would. I, I said this from the jump. I hate the end season tournament idea. Um, I I personally think it's pointless because, as you know, I'll go into that later. I still think it's pointless, but for right now, what I think of the game, I think it was cool. I think it was com- competitive. Um, 
But I also think that it was nice to see people com mentally compete. It's like every team from like the Lakers versus the Pelicans to the Bucks versus the Pacers, everybody had that sense of they wanted to win. And I think that has been the point of the in-season tournament, but it shouldn't take an in-season tournament for you to be competitive. Facts. Like that's that's just my biggest takeaway from. It. Yeah, see, I have the same perspective. Like I agree with all of that, but I have like a, a different perspective after um after it's you know it's over and everything. Now it's like mm -hmm. um I think where they had the in season tournament as at the beginning of the season, I think it helped because you know we had this conversation before where it's like at the beginning of the season, you know, teams are still trying to figure things out it may not be you know it may mm -hmm. just be all over the place and everything like that but just having the the tournament at the beginning of the season i think it, it added extra competitiveness um to the games um at the beginning of the season so that can carry over to all-star weekend and everything like that um mm -hmm. so it's like i didn't understand it at first but then i started understanding it better i I think it's, I guess the incentive that they have for it where everyone get 500,000, that's probably the biggest thing, biggest thing to the players and coaches, especially the those, you know, players that really don't have a guaranteed contract and the uh, stuff of that nature. But um, I mm -hmm. think, I think it helped with the, like I said, I think it helped with the competitiveness at the beginning of the season. I know that game we played against, the Pelicans was pointless though. Like we just, yeah. Like <laughs> we whooped they ass, and we could we, we could get us that too. Uh, Zion, I don't know if you seen that comment. Oh, uh, oh I, them, uh, well, I the saw Shaq get into his ass. Yeah. yeah, so we can get into that later too. So, but I th I, th I, th I think it might be. Uh, I probably would need to see it another year or two to see, you know, how effective it is uh, throughout the season, but. I think overall, I didn't. I didn't mind it at the end of the day. After after understanding the format and everything like that. Mm -hmm. My only question though is like, is the five hundred k guaranteed? That's yeah. what I want to know. It is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's just like because this is just one more. Yeah, done. so all the players, all the players get five hundred k. Okay, coaches get five hundred k, and I think assist. Okay, don't, don't quote me on this, but I think assistance. Uh, assistant coaches or whatever i think they get like 250 or some shit like that okay yeah it's it just you know looking at it from the player's perspective like if i'm like because there's three dudes on the roster for the like the lakers who have two-way contracts that are only like a few hundred thousand dollars because then now they'll be making like a million like right. okay cool it's like I'm just thinking about you live in Los, you live in California. It's expensive. Um, you probably at this stage, you, if you have a house, cool. If you have an apartment, cool. You paying for that. You paying for if you have a dietitian, a nutritionist, a personal chef, a personal trainer. It's just like at the end of the day, that money is going to a lot of those other places. So, I feel like you lost more than you got. That, in a way, but it's just like. Unless they're just amazing with their money, you know, I hope that they are. Like, generally, I hope that they are. It's just, like, I don't fully see this as a win if I have to pay these expenses as well with it. Like, yeah, you helped me not be broke for a month, 
because, you know, a lot of rookies do have that thing where they see that million dollar contract, think, oh, I get it now. Like, no. So I just hope that there has been financial education with this money as well as like responsibility yeah. because it's it's real easy to blow 500k i i like in all seriousness for, it's, so, for, I, so for people that never had it before yep exactly know? like just being real you give me 500k right now personally half of it's gonna be gone in a month like probably not even a month like 15 days because I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be irresponsible, but I'm going to spend it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, always uh, told myself that I, if I get a certain amount of money, I already know what I'm gonna do with it. Like yep. I already know like all the debt I'm gonna pay off, all the family debt. But then mm-hmm. after that, buy me a house. Yep. You know, own the house. That's that's what we always talk about ownership and stuff like that. So why mm-hmm. not buy me a house? Uh, why not buy me property? You know yep. what I'm saying? So. Yeah, exactly. Because right now, if you give me that 500K, period, 250 of it, I'm paying off my student loans. Um, uh, what you call it? I'm buying a property, like I'm buying like a house. I'm gonna try to pay it off if like if possible. But I would do something like I would get an extra car, but I would pay the car off and I would buy it. Like that's just being completely real. I would spend it, but I wouldn't be irresponsible. But I probably would do some shit too, like, oh, okay. I always wanted like this trench coat. Let me get yeah. this trench coat, something like that. Facts, but you would hope, uh, you would hope the NBA got something set up. I'm not sure if they do or not, where they teach players financial literacy, especially yeah. those, especially those players that just doing like, uh, that don't even go to college to go overseas and then come back to the NBA, uh, or mm-hmm. the or the ones that just go to college for a year, yep, and then go to the NBA. Uh, so I hope they, uh, I hope the NBA got something, or the team specifically got something set up where these players know how to spend their money uh, wisely. But you never mm-hmm. know, you never know. Nah. Especially, you know, when you, when you, when you get the, when you touch that type of money. Uh, of course, I don't have that experience, but I already know it's like, man, like <laughs> I came from nothing, mm-hmm. and now you gave me this. Yeah. But I'm not the, especially if I live in LA. Shoot. Yep, I'm in the parties every night. Oh, I'm going somewhere <laughs> every night. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, hopefully they do got something set up um, to yep. benefit the players. Yep, but that's all I, I like. That's that was just like my piece about that right there. Thanks. Cool, cool, cool. But um, some accomplishment that I want to uh mention was uh, I see James Harden he moved up uh to the 18th on the all time assist list. Um, congrats to him. Um, Luca, he moved up to the ninth on the triple double list. Shout out to Luca. Um, and then uh, so shout out to KD as well, who moved up to top ten score of all time. So I don't have the updated. You know, I've been sick this weekend, so I didn't get an updated uh list. But um, the last time I updated it was so KD was only like eight hundred points. 800 points behind Carmelo. Um, So you, so top 10 is LeBron, Kareem, Carmelo, Kobe, Michael, Dirk, Wilt, Shaq, Carmelo, then KD. Where do you, where do you think uh, KD would finish when his career is over? He only need 800 more points? Uh, To pass uh, Carmelo. And I feel like he'll get that this season, honestly. 800 more points this season? Played 20 games. Yeah, like six games left. 
So you gotta think about it. If uh mm-hmm. if he uh only if you do the math, if he only score like 15 per game, he'll still get that. You're right. You're right. Yep. It's just my only question is just his health. Because mm-hmm. KD's health has been a big question the past few years. So if if he could be how he's been, oh yeah, he got it this year. No question. He'll he'll get that. But if he has a an injury and he's out for like two, three months. He'll yeah. get it at the start of next season, probably around November. Thanks. Yeah, early November. Yeah, I see him. I think KD probably have. I get KD probably like four more years in the NBA. Yeah, I think he'll finish. Just looking at the numbers, I think he, I think he has the potential to finish top. Let's see, one, two, three, four. I think he has the potential to finish top five in scoring. Yeah. The potential is there. I'll agree with that. The potential is definitely there. Because usually a score, a good score like him, uh, of course, you have to factor in the healthy part. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a elite score like him will get at least 1,500 points in a season. Yeah. So so you get that, you know, so if I say four more years, that means that's 6,000 more points. And then mm-hmm. if, let's see. Yeah, so if he gets six thousand more points, then yeah, he'll he'll definitely be uh top five past Jordan. Uh, but once again, that's that's only if he stay healthy. But I can see him. I can see him. Uh, I can see him passing it though. Yeah, I, I now, if, not, if not top five, definitely uh top six or seven, because he'll definitely pass Carmelo and Shaq. He only yeah. Uh, it's like a he behind Shaq like 1100 points uh currently and then book chamberlain is close to 3900 mm. so oh yeah he'll definitely pass carmelo and Shaq. so yeah i see him top six or top seven um by the time he finishes his career i'm not gonna argue i wouldn't argue that i just will hope that he gets it yeah facts so so far in the season it's been a it's been an interesting season so far especially with the in season tournament happening, what's the player and team that you most impressed with so far? I think it's probably like 20, 21 games so far mm-hmm. in the season already. So, player, yeah, player, player. You know, I'm not gonna go with the obvious, which is Halliburton. I'm gonna go with um, Joel Embiid, he's been playing very well. Um, I think that. Sometimes we don't pay enough attention to Joel Embiid. It's like we only care when he get like 30. But he can have a good game getting 22, like 15, like four blocks, three blocks. So it's just his consistency as well as his health um, I've been impressed with. So and and he is the reigning MVP. So he's he's playing well for the reigning MVP. And what uh, what team are you most impressed with currently? The team I'm most impressed with currently. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Derek. And you know, you asked me this yesterday. But <laughs> I, I really have been thinking about it because the team I've been impressed with currently, I'm going to say Sacramento. Okay. Just because they really look like a team. Like, they, they have everything you need to be a good competing team in the NBA. And 
I like it. Like they play good basketball, they play good defense, they pass the ball ball well, they rebound well, they score well. It's they're a solid B plus team who can upset an A plus team. Thanks. Yeah. I agree. So the player I am going with the obvious, Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Um, he just been, you know, he's been he's been playing at a at a, at a top level, especially with the assist turnover ratio that he has especially the past few games. Um, I think we did a good job uh, containing him yesterday um, in mm-hmm. the championship. But um, I think overall he's uh, he's really solidified himself as a as an all-star, like mm-hmm. as an all-star, even maybe even an all-star starter. I'm not sure, especially with in the East. Yeah, especially in the East. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what point guard is, is playing better than him. You know, and he's he's going to be a starter this year because isn't aren't they going back to East versus West this year? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's he's definitely starting. Um, the only other guard I can see right now who would who would start either with him or over him would be Drew, but that's it. But Halbert is playing better than Drew. So do you think? Um, do you? Me personally, I would pit I would pit Maxi over Drew. I think Maxi is playing that's fair. fairly well this season. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, just for this season, yeah. Yeah. But I would I would I would definitely pick uh Maxi over Drew um from the way he's been playing. That is completely um, fair. But yeah. But I think the team, even though I haven't watched them much, I've just seen like the highlights and just been surprised that they're actually, you know, winning games. Um is the Magic. The Magic, man. Yeah. I don't know what gotten into them, but yeah. Um I see that they have they currently have two players averaging over 20. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think when I last looked, they was top five in steals um, wow. in the NBA. And then currently they are second in the East um, at 15, 15 and seven, right behind Boston. And mm-hmm. I think they are, let's see, 57. They're tied with, even though they're second, they're tied. They have the same record as uh, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. but they are top. Yeah, they're have a top five record overall in the, in the, in the, um, in the league right now. So I think the the coach over there is doing a, a good job with a young team. Um, I think the oldest player that I seen over there was, uh, Joe In- uh, Ingles. Mm-hmm. He was 36. And then the next oldest player was 29. And then after that, it was, it just got younger and younger. So they got a young team over there, but it seems like they're doing a good job. I think, I think if they add maybe not even a, a, a key veteran, but some type of veteran on the team, mm-hmm. I think that would put them over the hump um, in the next next two seasons, maybe. Because I feel like they're, I feel like the way they're playing now, if they continue playing uh, the way they're playing, they'll definitely make the playoffs. Um, probably top five in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see just from the inexperience, I don't see them getting out the first round. So, but yeah, they uh, the match definitely has. Impressed me so far uh, this season. So hopefully, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they get. Um, I ain't a hater, so hopefully they can continue <laughs> continue that play. So yeah, it's it's very interesting because before this year, I always have seen the magic like the past few years with Cole Anthony, um, Isaac, um, what Wagner Wagner. I forgot to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. yeah, Wagner, Ben Carroll. To me, that's just like that, that's a good college team. Like, you know, they'll be a really good college team. But 
They've done well this year. They deserve their respect. Facts. How you like uh do you see because I originally I had um but I took him out. Um how you pronounce his name? Paolo. Uh the main person on the magics. Uh, I know from Duke. Oh Pablo Banquero? Pablo, yeah. Banquero, yeah. Um I did have him at the uh on my list for most improved. Hmm. How do we feel uh, feel about his play so far? Uh, this season, I think that the team's play has av- av- overshadowed his play. It's they just work so well that it's not. Oh, Van Carroll had a great night and the Magic won. It's just the Magic had a great night. So, but he's doing well. He's improved his three point shooting. He always wanted Pablo to play more aggressive because even like watching him play at Duke, he's very flashy. You know, he's. He's like 6'10", but he's very perimeter-oriented. So it's nice to see him be more aggressive and not afraid to, like, bang with somebody. Yep, yep, yep. So shout-out to them. Shout-out to Magic. Shout-out to all the players so far. Mm-hmm. Um, So something that happened – excuse me. Something that happened um, pretty much a couple of weeks ago uh, was pretty much another chapter in the Chris Paul and Scott Foster um, book. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Foster uh, ejected uh, Chris Paul um, out the game against. I think it was playing against the Suns um, when they injected Chris Paul. Do you think it? Do you think this is a situation that the NBA uh, need to look into more than it has? I I do because this isn't just like Draymond barking at this one ref, like or then another ref and another ref. This is like. You two have been doing this for years. It's been very consistent. And I've I've heard multiple different reasons because I'm not familiar with how the beef started. I just know it's been there. So hearing how it started, it was basically like, you know, they rib, rigged the game. Like he rigged the game against Chris Paul. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm not too completely sure because I don't know the whole story because – don't nobody give the whole story, not even Chris Paul. And I yeah. think he's someone who's very outspoken, but I wish that he would be like, this is what happened. Instead of like, oh yeah, I don't like him. But this does need to be looked into because I know on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, they just talked about, oh, just don't let, let him ref his games. To me, that's not solving the problem. All right. That's that's like if if a kid is picking on a kid and bullying him and calling him names, you just tell him, hey, don't worry about it. But they're still doing it. Like, yeah. you're not addressing the actual problem. So personally, I think that Scott, Scott Foster needs to get looked into. I do think that he should get fired. This isn't a bias against ref. This is a clear display of, like, you have an issue with this person, and it has affected games. Yeah. This just hasn't been you not liking somebody. And I think that it's it's bad for business, but people will argue, well, it'll be bad for business if you fire him. Like, oh, well, refs, I hate to say it, refs are expendable. We can just get a new one in here. But it's just, it's at the point now where it's like, okay, y'all just letting this shit slide. And if I was Chris Paul, I wouldn't like it. And I would definitely be vocal about it. Uh, facts, yeah. Um, I know he mentioned, Chris Paul mentioned in uh, a press conference, where I think it was a press conference right after uh, the game. Uh, he mentioned that it was personal between them two, um, but pretty much it revolves around uh, his child. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one. 
I know they mentioned it on Gibbert Arena's uh, uh, Gills Arena, um, where he said that I think it was after the game or something or during halftime, uh, the refs was uh, in the cart uh, mm-hmm. right backstage and pretty much told the kid, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like, like get the fuck out the way or some shit like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, Chris Paul had a you know issue. With, I think any well any father would have an issue with, uh, with an adult talking like that to a kid. So um, yeah, I see I see where the beef come from. Um, and similar to what you said, uh, I want to say it was the first episode or the second episode, just how refs shouldn't be too emotional when it comes to calling these like technical fouls and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. just just walk away, like. Like if you walk, if he walked down behind the goal, mm-hmm. Chris Paul can't come down there with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like he can't come down there with you. So it's like just walk away from the situation, and then you're sitting there having the conversation with them. Of course, the player is not going to stop. Like you sitting there egging it on. Like come on now. So I think um, similar to what you said, like a lot of these refs is is too emotional but him scott foster specifically though um i think i mentioned him before in the doc he was one of the refs when it came to uh the tim uh donic uh what was his name mm-hmm. uh donaghy he was one of the refs in that in that doc so it's like you you can't tell me that shit that was happening 15 plus years ago is still not happening today mm-hmm. like come on now Cause, so yeah, I think that um, I think the NBA definitely uh, needs to look into it more. But I, the argument that the NBA would say is, cause you know refs have they grade refs on their mm-hmm. assignments, so they they look back at all of that and would say, you know, the calls that he made, you know, like eight percent was correct or something like that. So that's yeah. that works in you know that works in his uh. Mm-hmm. It's defense so so it, it, it's hard it also make you think uh are they working like the nba and the refs working together in, in a sense i think so and i think it's one of those things where it's it could it could be they're not working together because fuck chris paul it's like they're working together because these are still people with jobs at the end of the day um but it's one of those things where like it can't excuse anything because ironically, I've been going through the situation in real life where it's like we assume that this one person who brings up this issue just has the issue when we don't see how this can affect other things. Like who to say Scott Foster won't do this to so and so, so and so, or so and so. Like it's and especially if I'm a I'm someone who also believes in patterns, mm-hmm. you know like what's the what's the phrase like once is a coincidence twice is something three times is a pattern like uh, i forget how that go that's what i'm a believer in this has been a consistent pattern not with just chris paul but it's been accounts with like you said other players have mentioned things like this other things have been said so i do not think that the nba is doing their due diligence in their situation in this situation i really don't the last time i think the nba actually took initiative against the referee was when they fired that run ref for gambling back with um the Kings and Lakers series. But yeah, even um not even with just Scott Foster, when you just look at some of the games, 
Um, some of the, of course, the refs, I don't, I don't know their name, but when you just, it's like, I think it was this season that, uh, Tatum had got a tech card on him and he mm-hmm. didn't even do nothing. Like you look at, look back at that and be like, what was the reason for that? So you, you see like, you see those calls like that and you'd be like, do you got something on this game? Like that, yep. that shouldn't, that shouldn't have caused you to, uh, for that player to receive a tech. Yeah, and then like uh, especially like the back to back text, like um, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown had just got ejected the other day, and I was like, "Yo, that's that's not one. That's not even necessary." Yeah, like come on now. And like, Emay shouldn't have been thrown out the game either. Facts. <clears throat> yeah, so it's 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 a lot. I think it's a lot to look into. Um, that I, I'm not sure who can bring that to the forefront. Can the <sighs> Don't they? Don't the NBA have like a like a players association? Yeah, they have. Pl- yep. Yeah. And the president has to bring up those issues. Ain't that Chris Paul? I think it's Jalen Brown now. Oh, I okay. could. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Jalen Brown now. But it's one of those things where I do not think that the issue is big enough for the NBA to be like, okay, this is a problem, because it's no secret that refs can and have bet on these games it's no secret in that we all know that but it's one of those things where it's like and i'm always gonna stand on this if the call does not affect the game of basketball don't blow that goddamn whistle like when lebron and email was going back back and forth just let them talk like just whatever like if it escalates okay cool but they was walking away from each other anyway like lebron's about to move over they was just talking if you was the ref okay if you need to if that was slowing the game now like all right Brian, all right fellas all right, all right, all right. down the court down yeah. the court just do that keep the game moving you didn't have the up oh, whistle i want to for, but for what did, did uh did coach have a take before that i'm trying to figure yes. out how he yeah tossed him the game i forgot how he got his first tech but that was his second one it was okay. right there got you yeah but yeah since what you said like just let them talk one of these, can we stop acting like these not grown ass men? Yep. Like, come on now. Like, come on. These are grown ass men. It's a physical game. Everybody want to win. Yeah. We, we, it's more, you should hear the trash talk that we talk mm-hmm. in middle school, <laughs> yep. in high school. Like, come on now. Like, I just hate how, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. No, no, no. You good. You good. I just hate how the perception is if you let them talk, they're going to fight. Like, no, sometimes no. I'm just talking, someone's just talking shit to me. Like, Oh, and if you're a type of player, either you're gonna talk back and play, or you're gonna talk, you're gonna talk back and play harder. You're gonna talk back and play the same, or you're not gonna say nothing. You know how many times Kevin Garnett would talk shit to Tim Duncan in his face, and Tim Duncan's just like, "All right, smile at him." That's it. Then give him a bucket. That's it. Like (laughs) the Western Conference Finals with the Rockets and the Warriors, Chris Paul was talking all types of shit to Steph. Mm -hmm. And Steph just played. Got in his face and everything. everything. Steph just kept playing. Like it's you. I get the the need to make sure that things don't escalate because right. that is part of your job as a referee. But we got to stop assuming every time players going back and forth, it's a fight. It's like if, if we're at a distance from each other, and it's just like man, you can't fucking guard me. Like man, shit, I ain't worried about your ass anyway. Like I don't need to call a tech for that. But if it's y'all like, get uh, Luca and uh, Chris Dunn the night, exactly got in his face and Luca just bagged up. Yep, and I don't, I don't even know how he received the tech for it. No, but that's, <laughs> but that's the 
that's just a bit my issue. It's like things like that, that's not tech worthy. If you do some shit like when Patrick Beverly pushed the shit out of Chris Paul when his back was turned, oh, that's an ejection. Like, even though that was after the game, if that was in game, oh, yeah, that's a tech. That's an ejection. You out the game. But if I look up to you, it's like, you on that bullshit tonight? And then we just like talk back and forth. It's like, man, look, can't nobody over there guard me anyway. Like, the water boy can do a better job guarding. I shouldn't get a text for that. It's basketball talk. But I think it comes to, you know, how, you know, players get on analysts and those people where it's like maybe these refs never actually been in the game before. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. these refs never actually played any type of competitive sports before. Um, and they don't know really know the, the basketball culture and how things – you know how things go in the league, especially mm-hmm. a professional league. Like, come on now, like, yep. You got to get past that. And even then, in those situations, players will uh, interject before, like, all right, now nah, y'all, nah, we gonna keep playing, we gonna keep playing. And like, I think that sometimes they don't get that other adults are on the floor too who could de- who could potentially de-escalate the situation. Yep. But it's mm-hmm. like, and it's like you, uh, just going back to the LeBron situation. You know, LeBron ain't gonna do nothing. No, <laughs> like we already know that's not even in LeBron's character. Like, no matter what anybody would say to him, of course he'd probably say something back, but he's not gonna pit his hands on nobody. No, so, no, and he may want neither because it's like yeah. I'm a coach. I'm like, a coach. <laughs> you have to realize that, man. But yeah, I think the rest just be doing too much. Yes, absolutely, especially they, the past few years. Yeah, they just they just want a spotlight for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like you know, ain't nobody talking about us, so let's you know, let's get involved in the game, you know. Yeah, but it's like this is, and I hate to extend this conversation a little more, but this is why I'm not crazy about Adam Silver being a commissioner. He's too busy trying to people please. Mm, I forgot who uh, some other people have mentioned mentioned that before, just how the difference between Adam Silver and David Stern. Like mm-hmm. Adam Silver just he just want to make every seems like he just want to make everyone happy he yep. he's more he want to build relationships with these people and everything like that when David Stern is like hey this is how shit gonna go mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all ain't gonna tell me nothing yeah so, but yeah um I forgot who, who mentioned that before but I, I get it like just looking back at uh just how he's been uh um uh, how he's commissioned uh the NBA I can I can uh I can agree to that um he, he just he need a, a mean bone in his body, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Even even with the um, even with the John Morant situation, um, he seems like he was just he was calm about it. You know, I feel like David Stern would have gave a crazy. Oh, David Stern would have went off on his ass. <laughs> like, you was doing what? <laughs> Probably to kick that man out the for a whole season. No, seriously. Yeah, David Stern wasn't. Wasn't playing those games. R.P. Yeah, R.P. Right R- R- the Stern. R.P. the Stern. No, seriously, like bring him and Kobe back. That's all I need. Big That's facts. all I want for Christmas. <laughs> big facts. Big facts. But uh, I did want to get into uh Zion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been a constant thing now where they talk about diet and conditioning. Chuck always going in, Shaq always going in, and it seemed like uh, I think like the past two days, uh, a report from the team came out where 
it's like he's not he's not in the best shape. Um, he needed to focus more on his diet and conditioning. And then this morning, um, this morning I seen that his former trainer mm-hmm. had posted something on uh, on his story. They had posted that that uh pretty much that uh flyer on his story, and then after that had posted Zion at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and one, I'm like, how do you go from one? How do you go from this to this, and you're active? Like, yeah. how do you gain weight when you're active? Like, I don't get that. Well, part part of it is too is like because they were explaining this on one sports podcast is when you're on the road for the NBA, you don't we don't think about that they're traveling. And you're eating at these different places. It's like, you know, if you're going from California to Toronto to New York and to New Orleans, there's a lot of good food out there. And you're not eating usually with like a private chef or the team, whoever. You're going to restaurants. You're going to places. And, and you know, anybody there calorie counting, you hungry. Like, so that's one fact of it, too. But. I just think Zion don't want to be accountable. It's yeah. uh, it's it's like, bro, your all of your injuries have been lower body injuries, mostly your your knees, and everyone has said it's also been linked to your weight. Like they were retraining him how to walk, they were getting him reconditioned, teaching him how to like when you dunk, dunk how to land and everything yep. else nature, all all of that and. Um, I've been saying Zion a bus. <laughs> you know, I'm still gonna say that, but it's just like, bro, at this point, it ain't even about your basketball career; it's about your life. Yeah, I excuse me, I'm not gonna go that far with the bus, but um, oh, it is there, there, there. Come on, come on, nah, bro. You, can, you can't, you can't say that. You can't say. Yes, that. what has he done? I mean, especially after, um, you no, know, yeah, he's already been an all star. By popularity, not by not by talent, by popularity. You don't think so? No, I, by I, pop I, by popularity. I thought you deserved, deserved that all-star selection. No, it's like it's the name and what he did in high school in Duke. His NBA career has been decent, but it's just like all I'm seeing is Blake Griffin in the Clippers. That's just what it is. It's the highlights bring the sh- show but his skills are still underdeveloped he not a good ball handler his jump shots are really not consistent he doesn't have a low post game the only thing he's got is dunks and fast breaks like he can drive the ball but what helps is he's just big as fuck see i can't excuse me i can't argue with the the development part because we really haven't seen development but those first two years he was good you know, I think teams probably just caught on now. They see that he's, you know, he can't do anything. Um, hmm. I think with Zion, he needs to get in the paint more, seal people off, and hmm. you work the offense like that. Um, it, with him with the ball at the top of the key, it doesn't help. It doesn't help the Pelicans none at all. Um, yeah. Um, his shoe was good at, at the start of his uh, career. I haven't seen much. Um, the past year, a uh, season or two, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, I, we started this conversation just because I feel like because of his conditioning, like yeah. I, I don't think he's, I don't think 
Zion is that committed as we think, no. think he is. I think a lot of times we pit because he was a big, I mean, he was a big prospect. I feel like he was a bigger prospect than Victor. I'm, yeah. not, gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I think agree. A, I think he was a bigger prospect than Victor. But, I can agree um, to that. But I think a lot of people don't want a lot of people don't want that spotlight. Yeah. A lot of people just want to some people just uh they just got the love for the game they mm-hmm. feel like this is a, a avenue where they can um be the you know be themselves uh take care of their family and things of that nature they they don't mm-hmm. even care about the extra uh the extra stuff um so i think with zion he just he just out there at this point yeah um yeah i, I don't see i don't see zion it's it's tough to say but i, I don't see him being the way he's going, I don't see him being a Hall of Famer. No, no. I I hope that he stays healthy. I can see him, you know, still making some all-star teams, making like all NBA second team, maybe all NBA first team, but definitely like all NBA second team. Um, you know, doing pretty good in the playoffs if his health and his conditioning can be good. I do not see him as a Hall of Famer, but I do but I do see him as someone who can be productive on a good team. Yeah. But even then it's like Do you think uh, that uh the system that they have in New Orleans uh works well for him? That's a great question because I feel like it's I'm in the middle with that of like if you put him somewhere like Orlando he shouldn't well I want to say put him someone like Charlotte right now like him and LaMelo Ball in Charlotte oh he he will be flourishing way 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 more but you also have other good pieces around you in New Orleans you got Brandon Ingram who you know everyone when he came to the league compared him to KD um you got other good pieces around you on the team you have I think they're still also finding their culture as a team now ever since AD left too but talent wise, I think he's surrounded by good talent. Yeah. It's just that team is missing something. I don't know what it is, but they're missing something. Yeah. Cause yeah, they're true. Cause I feel like they have um what's his name? Herb Jones. He's a good uh, defensive player. Mm-hmm. Um of course you have a veteran in CJ. Uh, well, I guess you can uh, say uh, Ingram too, because she mm-hmm. he, he been in the league for what, like seven, eight years now. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the the league and New Orleans are they they want to force Zion to be the best, even though I think he has the potential to if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. They they want to force him to be the best player on the team. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I feel like it, it can go back and forth between him, Ingram, him and Ingram. I don't think, even though CJ is, we, we know what CJ can do. I don't think he's that player anymore. Yeah. Um. So I think between Zion and Ingram, those are two players that needs to be accepted, like, great every single night. Um, yep. What's his name? What's the center name? Uh, Who's there now? Yeah. Let me look it up. Um, 
Is it like uh, Jonas? What's his name? No, Valanciunas. Valanciunas. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think you know he's not he's not a a top five center or anything like that, but he produces like yeah. he, he does his job um, there. You know, especially with the rebounding and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it's like what what else do the Pelicans need? Um, maybe maybe some shooters. Uh, maybe some shooters to <clears throat> maybe yeah maybe some shooters so they can um spread the floor some more and then. With Zion, you know, if if the if the floor is spreading more, Zion, because like you said, he's he's not a great dribbler, but mm-hmm. he can use his size and the speed that he do have to, um, you know, penetrate to the basket and um, you know, get buckets that way. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else they need at at this yeah. moment. At this moment, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see. Yeah, the way Zion is going right now, I don't see him elevating in the next couple couple seasons. Yeah, it, it's just – and the reason I'm so hard on Zion being a bust is because despite the injuries, he's not doing anything to get back to being productive. Like, he's not keeping himself in shape. He's not being accountable. Because people are saying the same stuff about Joel Embiid and um, Bradley Bill at their beginning of their careers, that they were bust. But – they were still working. They just had bad luck with injuries. He's had bad luck with injuries, but he ain't really been working, working. Right. And like, and we and we've seen that, and we hear that from multiple sources, um, people who work with you. So, but regardless of what I said about him being a bust, I just hope that the man is just stays healthy or gets healthier for his long term life, yeah. not his career. Facts. I agree. All right, Zion, get your shit together, man. No, seriously. All right, so moving on from that, um, I know you brought up uh, a question pretty much about uh, GMs. Mm-hmm. And pretty much you asked, uh, do GMs give into players too much? Um, me personally, uh, me personally, I think some, I think some GMs may put the demands of players over the team sometimes mm-hmm. um but it could be because of the relationship they have uh with the player or how the player's actions are affecting the team mm-hmm. like uh similar to I, he's not a gm but uh daryl and uh the james harden situation he's not yeah. a gm no more i should say yeah he's not a GM no more but that situation like that is like all right cool this is the best player you have on the team right now but what he's doing right now is not helping us at all. One, like the way the way Harden was acting, I'm not sure if we can get anybody else mm-hmm. a key player here. And then two is like, okay, how is this messing up the morale of the team currently? Um, and then you know you just get to a certain point, you just get to a certain point where it's like, all right, let's just let's give him what he want, but at the same time, mm-hmm. don't. Cause uh, he wanted to go back to Houston, yeah. But uh, they was like, "Nah, you're not. We're not doing that." One, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind him going back to Houston. I don't know why he wanted to go back. To Houston. <clears throat> I think, I'm about to say just the part stuff like that. But I think if you sent him back to the Houston, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Udoka is doing a, a decent job over there. Um, mm. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, so I think with the addition of Harden, it probably would have 
Nah, they probably would have been a good playoff contender team, or at least play in. <clears throat> um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes you just like with the GMs because the GMs does that title. You you do a lot for the team. Yeah. Um, you got like it's a lot of a lot of things that fall under you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to you have to do what's best uh for the team even if it is uh giving the player you know what they want dms do have a tough job i would say that it's just one of the things where you have you have different situations it was like when rob polinka got palgasol for kobe bryant so he wouldn't leave like that was a decision that didn't hurt the team for their trade it it helped the team um then you got situations where, like you said, they didn't get what they want. Because like Kawhi Leonard, when he went to Toronto, I don't think Toronto is like number one on his list. Like, let's just be real. They just threw his ass over there. And um, they also threw Danny Green in to make it look good. And then it turned around them working for them, but then ended up hurting the Spurs. And then you have situations with James Harden. It's like addition by subtraction. All right, we let you go to the team you wanted to. But now we're winning and the team looks good. The morale is good. And you somewhere where you want to be, but it don't look that good. So the GM kind of won in that situation. Mm-hmm. But even though, like you said, we sent you where you want to go. So it's a case by case basis. However, I do think that it should stop being a trend because I I don't know if I said this on reaching the teaching, but I definitely said this to some of my boys. I said, give it about another two years and, and B's leaving. Like yeah. I'm saying, especially this, especially if they doesn't if they don't win, exactly. Um, win like exactly. Like if they don't go to the Eastern Conference Finals in the next two to three years, he's leaving. He's going somewhere else. Um, it's and in that moment, the GM got to be like, "You got a yeah. point." Like like the GM probably gonna be like, "No," in that situation. Yeah. But sorry about that noise difficulties. Um. But it's one of those things where you look at like David Lillard's situation. He's been loyal to the franchise. He's stayed. You know, he played well. And then now he wants to leave. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm not mad at him wanting to leave. Like He's been loyal. We haven't done what we said we was going to do. So. Exactly. But then you get James Harden. You don't commit. You're not showing up. You, you're bullshitting. But then you want to leave. Why, why would I want to give you what you want in this situation? And you got things in the middle where it's like Kawhi, he's done a lot. He's played well. He's won some chips, but he has been missing games. He hasn't seemed really enthused with being around the team. It's like that middle between those situations where like he has done some stuff for us, but I ain't like how he's been acting. So I'm still going to do what I want to do it anyway as the GM. So it's, it's a case by case basis. I just don't want it to keep being a trend. Yeah, similar to what you said, like if you players like Dane, players like MB, um, who else currently? Um, I can't think of the top of my head, but you know, you have those loyal loyal players like that. You can't argue with them. Like they've been there, um, they played to the best. You know, they played to the fullest uh, potential, um, and they've been patient with the organization to put stars around them to make um 
to make the team better so they can uh, contend uh, for the championship. Um, if it doesn't work out, cool. I mm-hmm. you did what you were supposed to do. Um, now you know we're gonna grant you, you know whatever whatever you feel like you want to do. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen for you. Um, but in like a James Harden situation, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like those people that the people that just like do the most yeah like and i think i I mentioned this before it's like you even yes you're james harden um you know you can still facilitate you can still shoot you're not as athletic um as you were Mm -hmm. um, before but you're not the same player yeah let's let's remember that you're not the same player um in the playoffs you disappeared Mm -hmm. um yeah, so it's like it's how you uh how are you requesting demands where you're <laughs> when you're not producing like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So like since what you said, hopefully I mean hopefully it doesn't continue like that, but um you never know. You never know, you never know. That's true. Um but before we get into some uh serious topic. Uh, I want to go back to uh, our record from last show. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so these are games from uh, November 19th through the 25th. Uh, both of us um, finished four and two. Uh, the Lakers defeated the Rockets. Suns defeated the Jazz. Celtics defeated Bucks. Suns defeated Warriors. Lakers defeated the Cavs and. Clippers defeated the Mavs. So with uh so tomorrow NBA uh NBA TV we have we have the Mavericks versus the Grizzlies. Oh Mavericks. No question. That's <laughs> easy. Rico. No question. Luca gonna get either a big double double or a triple double. Man had a triple double in the first half the other night. Man, that man cooking more than grandma at Christmas. Let me tell you <laughs> something right there. Yeah, that boy balling. How do you think the um how do you think the Grizzlies will be once uh Ja get back? I think that they'll be better than what they are, but they'll still find their they have to still find their rhythm. Mm. Because now it's like, okay, your starting lineup is is who now? Um, you know, you had Ja, of course. So you start Marcus Smart, you start Desmond Bain, and you start Triple J. Like, who's that third person? Then, of course, because Steve Nams is still out. Um, so then you have, all right, then we got to get the bench situated with Derrick Rose and all of them. So it's still going to be some lineup adjustments. I, I When he gets back, I give them 10 games to get it together. Respect, respect. So uh Tuesday, December twelfth, uh TNT games. First game we have is Lakers Mavericks. I'm actually gonna go with the Mavericks on that one. Okay. okay. I don't know why something telling me to go. I, I can go get with Luca. I gotta go with that. It's a bad brother right there. Thanks. Let's see what I wanna go with. I'm gonna go LA this one. Okay. 
Then we had the Warriors versus the Suns. I feel like they done played each other 20 times already. No, for real. Like, dang. Hey, dang. They just snuck it in the A. Let them, let them play eight times. <laughs> so, yeah, Warriors versus the Suns. I'm going to Suns. Same. Because I don't think I don't think the Warriors beat them yet this season. If I'm not no. mistaken. Uh, then uh, Wednesday, December 13th, NBA TV, uh, Lakers Spurs. Lakers. That's the first time we played the Spurs, right? Excuse me. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay, so that should be good. That should be good. Yeah, because we played them. Because we actually played them twice in one week. Um, and then Thursday, December fourteenth, uh, NBA TV. We have Celtics. Well, we have Cavs versus the the Celtics. I'm going to say that the Cavs are going to upset the Celtics that game. I'm going to go Celtics. Okay. Just for the home team. We got the Warriors versus the Clippers. Ooh. Ah. The biggest key in that game is how Russ is used. Because if Russ is not used properly in that game, they lose it. But I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Okay, okay, okay. Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna say the Clippers too, just because the Warriors. I don't even think they're in. I don't even think they're in top ten. Currently. No, <clears throat> they were playing. They haven't been playing the best. Uh, the supporting cast. I mean, <clears throat> when you look at Moody and uh, what's his name, Kaminga. Kaminga. They've been doing decent off the bench. Um, consistent numbers off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at Clay. Yeah, the boys are eleventh. <sighs> yeah, so they. Yeah, I I feel like the only person playing good basketball is Steph. Yep. Uh, Wiggins is not consistent. Clay is not consistent. Um, and then you know, Draymond, what he do as a player is like we need. He's not a scorer, so it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. If the other two, if the other two doesn't do what they're supposed to do, um, then what he does it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Hey, I'm just looking at all these stats. God damn, y'all get it together. <laughs> And then uh Friday night, uh December 15th, uh is ESPN. Um we have uh Lakers and Spurs again. Mm-hmm. Lakers again. Facts. Then we have the Knicks versus the Suns. Hmm. Actually, yes, no, 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 no. I'm going to Suns. I'm going to Suns. I'm actually going uh I'm gonna go next that game. Okay. Um <clears throat> only reason I said that is because it's like I mean the Knicks is the Knicks, but they actually been playing good basketball. It's just Julius Randle been doing good. Yeah, and once again, I'm not sure uh the health factor of, of the Suns. Mm-hmm. Devin, Devin Booker is in and out. Yeah. Um, so you never know. That's true. And then, um, 
you know, Robinson, he's he's good on the boards. Um the rim protector. So and then Saturday we have Hawks and the Cavs. Hawks. Give me the Hawks. Hawks. I'm going. I'm going Cavs. All right. And you then, know, <clears throat> I hate to interrupt, but I'm real ahead. quick, I was thinking about this because I know I responded to it. I I still think that the Warriors need to trade Clay. I'm. I do. I I can see what people say no, and I don't understand why. But I just think that. Clay not who he used to be, which is perfectly fine, but I don't think he wants to admit that. And I think that's what's holding him back. Yeah. Like, and, then, mm-hmm. and then he has the um and pretty much he has the pressure on him this mm-hmm. season so he can get a new contract. Yep. Next season. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you add all those factors in like that, yeah, and, and you you're not you're not playing to your full potential is, is gonna be hard or uh, hard on you. So it's like yeah, I I'm not I'm not against I'm not against trading trading Clay. No, is I think is Clay got to realize it's like hey, your 17 points a game is still valuable. Mm-hmm. It's it's still valuable. It's just you can't give us 17 shooting 30 percent. That's the thing. Give us 17 shoot like 35, 37. That's cool. But then now it's on like those other players to pick it up. Yep. yep. I'm not against it. Oh. And then the last game is the Jazz versus the Kings. Oh, the Kings. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so on to a more kind of serious topic. Uh, definitely want to get into the Josh Giddy uh, mm-hmm. situation. Um Allegedly, he had an improper relationship with an underage girl. The NBA uh, was investing, investigating uh, the situation. Um, what are your initial thoughts, and do you think the NBA is handling it properly? I think that the NBA is handling it properly, but the media is handling Okay, uh, actually, no, let me fix that. They are given the perception that they're handling it properly. Which is to, A, we're keeping it in-house, we're going to do some investigating, we're going to see what's going on, and we're going to allow the league and or the team to give him his punishment if he's guilty. My problem is that hasn't been across the board with everybody. Because, you know, I'm not a big person to use race in things like this, but I do think that it's an element here. Because, like, look at, like, Mikael Bridges. Um, He's back in Charlotte now. Not, uh, not Mikael, but Miles Bridges. Like, you know, he's he's back in Charlotte. He's back playing. But it took this long for an alleged situation. Well, you know, there's going to be a YouTube. This alleged DV situation. So, but they threw the book at him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with dude who was on the Spurs, who um, it was like some. Oh, uh, I, know, I know you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember his name right now. Yeah, like they threw the book at him. Um, I'm, I'm, I didn't think they threw the book hard enough at John Morant, but oh well. Um, that's just me. But it's just with Josh Giddy, it's like we want to handle this, we want to make sure it's right. 
but you haven't punished him like you did these black athletes. That's where my issue is. It's like, okay, like Bridges, when he had his situation, how come he was basically out the league? But with this situation, we want to take our time with it and he can still play. I don't like that. I think that it it is proper for them to be like, hey, we're going to handle this. I don't have an issue with them handling it. I have an issue with how they're presenting it to everybody. And now you got other people going, you know, let them handle their business, blah, 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 blah. But when this was this black dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, that nigga done. That nigga done. Yep, he never dribbled another basketball in his day in his life. He can't even play basketball on 2K no more. Like, I, I just think that that's very unfair. I hope that it's not true because I am an advocate for men because I do see men get bullshitted by somebody lying. And I hope that this is that situation other than him actually doing it. But if he actually did it, he has to pay the consequences and repercussions. Thanks. Yeah, so my... Of course, you always want to be careful with these types of uh situations. Mm-hmm. So my my initial thought was, you know, when you when you talk about a uh, a big corporation like the NBA, the rumor started on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about those. Like you, a lot of people yeah. don't a lot of people don't take social media serious, or they take it too seriously, or take it too seriously. Yep, or take it too seriously. So it's like. I don't I'm not I'm not sure somebody could be lying on this man. Mm-hmm. Um and of course we don't we don't victim blame or anything like that. Yeah. Um but we you know we've seen it in the past where it has happened. But then I was like, but then I seen that not the NBA, but another police department was looking into it. Mm-hmm. And then and then the NBA got into it. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is something serious. Um, and then more information came out. I think this is my issue with it mm-hmm. is Giddy is currently 21. Um, yeah, he's currently 21. Uh, they allegedly they said the girl in the pitch in the picture was 15 at mm-hmm. the time, but then he came out and said this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it was two years ago, she's only 17 now. Yep. Um, so in the US, well, let me take that back. Mm-hmm. So we have to also consider the even though I hate it, we have to uh consider the consent age. Yes. Um and I think this was this was happening in Australia, I believe. Yeah, his um, home country. Yeah, so I think someone told me, um, y'all fact check me on this. I think somebody told me the consent age over there is 16. I'll check. Um so I mean that changes, but it still doesn't. It's like, huh? come on now, you gotta you gotta do better than that. Yep, sixteen to seventeen. So, yeah, so you were still it's still a crime. She wasn't even um even if it was two years ago, she because <clears throat> she's fine now, but two yeah. years ago she was still under the age. Yeah. So when you when that information come out, uh, when that information come out. The NBA has to take action because now it's like, okay, now this is a bigger thing now that we're dealing with. And even, but it also doesn't help when the parents of the of the person don't want to speak. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
you know, it's kind of hard to, for any, the NBA or any type of uh, police department to do anything if the parents don't want to speak out. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also my other uh, issue is <clears throat> they said what he said, he met her at a nightclub. Yep. So with that, uh, with that being said, it's like, if you're in a nightclub, I expected you be uh, the appropriate age where you're be in there, here. to be yep. in there. You're having a good time. You're drinking, uh, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so why would I ask for your age? Um, yep. Especially in a nightclub. Who mm-hmm. asks for your age in a nightclub? Um, so that's another thing, too. And, and it's like, ah, like. Oh, the bartender. That's just it. That's the only person who asks you for your age in a nightclub. That's facts. it. That is facts. Yep. So now it's like he's in the wrong, but I hate. I don't even know how to word it because it's, I don't want to. I want to say the wrong thing. It's like he's in the wrong. Well, they're both. I feel like they're both in the wrong. It's a lot of gray area in yeah. this situation. I feel like they're both in the wrong because one, she's still underage, but two, she's in this nightclub. Mm-hmm. Why she's in the night? Why is she in a nightclub? And and that's you know, and we we know people mm-hmm. like that. Like yep. we've been in MSU in yep. high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, well, it's I like, did. My teammates did, but I did. You know, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, man, it's a lot of people that's that's accountable in the situation. It's like one. Mm-hmm. Then we got to get to. You have to talk to the parents. You gotta ask them why is your daughter in a nightclub? Yep. And then you gotta ask Giddy. It's like, one, did you know? You might not didn't know originally, but did you know her age or any other type of information after that? Because one, you look, one, you look stupid, my boy. If it mm-hmm. was, if it was a one night stand, why am I on your snap? Yep. That doesn't even one that doesn't even make sense. So it kind of uh make me assume that you had a deeper relationship. Mm-hmm. with this female because if it's just a one night stand why are you taking a picture of me i don't care. it could also with that too i mean cut y'all like with that too it could also just be attention because let's be real like people now not everybody but some people that love attention like look at like Mar- mariah mills the um adult film actress putting oh, zion sure. on blast it's like we don't know when y'all had sex nor do we care we don't but it had to be, it's something because it happened right as it was announced that, you know, him and the girl he with now are having a kid together. Now all of a sudden she say something. So it's just, it could be attention. You know, it, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a real big gray area because like something else I also heard is that she's 19 now. So if this was two years ago, then she was 17, which is the legal, in the legal age of consent over there. So, but I don't know if that's true or not. I just yeah, heard so it. it's it's a lot of so it might be a lot of mis uh miscommunication um, yep. coming out, and that's why it's like with those situations, like you want you want to take the allegations seriously, but mm-hmm. you also want to wait until all the facts. You also want to wait till all the facts come out. Um, exactly, because I because I didn't hear that. I didn't, I, yep. I have I haven't heard that. I only heard that. She was 15 at the time, mm-hmm. and this was two years ago. So that made me think she's 17 now. But I did not, I didn't hear that she was 19. So, 
Yep. So, but the other thing yeah. that doesn't help with the situation is that her and her family have elected not to talk to the um, to the media or the police. Yeah. That makes it look way different too. So it's it's like, dang, okay, this could be anything. Like it really could be nothing, and you just want the cops and media to leave you alone, or you hiding something. Yeah. Like we we don't know. So why, so, why would it come out two years later? Like if this was a thing, yeah, and and even if like you know, basically he didn't assault her. Right. And what we're gathering is everything that transpired was consensual. consensual. Yeah. So that's like the other tough part too of like you know she was in a nightclub, I was fucked up, she was fucked up. We ain't know I smashed, and she just took a picture of me. They both wrong and both right in the same instance. Because like you said, who's going to be in the nightclub? How you doing, sweetheart? You 21? No, I just need to ask before I fuck you. Like, do you know hear how crazy that sounds? Like, like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, <laughs> why? Like, it's, I'm just, it's like, we're just, and I'm speaking for me. I'm not speaking for Derek. I'm not speaking for, for some brothers. I'm not speaking for a regional teacher. We got to think in these situations there's probably not a lot of thinking going on. Like, especially if it is consensual. If you consent and we can go do what we got to do, not a lot of people going to second guess it. Right. So it's just, we're just dealing with unknown knowns. And it's tough dealing with unknown knowns because now we got to make them known to the known so they won't continue to be unknown. Facts. I think with, um, what, people have a problem with, with him still still playing mm-hmm. once again it's hard because I, I don't know the age she really was um but at the same time if it is uh with this type of allegation um you know why hasn't the team been like hey maybe you should sit out a few games you still get paid mm-hmm. but um let this situation uh be over and then come back um, yeah clear-minded um ready to play um because as long as you play this this is going to linger mm-hmm. over over you um until it's over and it may affect your play yeah it, it may affect this team um so why don't you just sit out um a few games until all of this is over so i think yep. that's what i think that's what uh people are um arguing about that he shouldn't be playing mm-hmm. um and you know I'm like I'm like 50 50 on that, or maybe like 60 40 that he shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, let this let it all play uh let this um play out in court. Like yeah, don't let it play out on social media. No, I agree. Don't let it play out on social media because we already know all you we already know what social media is about. Um social media done killed people before they have died. Um, so you can't believe every can't believe everything that's on um social media yeah so yeah that's my um that's my thoughts on it and i think the last the last thing we'll get into is our segment reaching or teaching um let me find a video so i could kind of remember so this is a I don't, I'm not sure what uh, podcast he was on. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what podcast he was on? Uh, JJ Reddy. Nah, no, nah, not at this moment. It may have been his. 
Got you. He may have been the old man in the three. So pretty much uh JJ was JJ Reddit was discussing with some people how he thinks uh we're studying Americans' development um of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll play it um so you can hear it. In America, we have antiquated rules around the gather step. So every kid in Slovenia and every kid in Spain, they're doing these basketball clinics and they're learning FIBA and NBA footwork. Fans that watch the NBA think it's the same travel rule in the NBA and FIBA as it is at your local YMCA in high school, and it's not. It's a different move. It's legal. I've tried to explain to people the gather step, and they say, no, it's still a travel. We need to change the rules in America. My nine-year-old son, who does he watch basketball highlights of? Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Giannis. who use FIBA and NBA footwork. So why, when he goes to an AAU tournament, is he getting called for a gather step? We're stunting Americans' development of the game. Hmm. Hmm. So you brought this to me, sir. How you feel about it? I'm gonna be honest. I think that JJ was teaching because it is drastic differences in how ball is played over there versus over here. <laughs> like it's it's a big thing on fundam- fundamentals overseas versus here. It's more so individualistic skills. Like if you look at trainers over here, they're teaching you how to hit the crossover, step back and and pull it how to you know create your own shot um a lot of you know if you look at people like chris brickley like when he's working with athletes it's just one-on-one stuff they're not working on defense they're not really working on footwork they're more so working on positions best positions to get a shot and know how to create your own shot which is very one-on-one individualistic versus over there if you look at old videos of dirk and his trainer they're working on defensive slides um they're working on proper passes and situations like notice the overhead notice the bounce pass notice the chest pass they're working on all those some fundamental things like even when it comes to scoring such as post scoring using the gather step using a euro step things like that so he's right in the sense that it should be universal in how it's taught because now if you use what he's talking about his son his son's all gonna get called for that it's, it's not gonna um go by Versus over there, if his son does that, oh, it's a bucket. Or it was an attempted bucket. So I think JJ has a point. I think that a lot of young people and even um, younger kids and young people around my age, a little bit younger, who are playing college basketball or playing at the highest level of high school basketball, committing to college, they should fine-tune those things so they don't stunt their growth as an athlete. So you think <clears throat> so you think in regards to the NBA and uh FIBA, all the rules need to be changed. So every <clears throat> all the rules need to be changed. So how we play over here is pretty much how we play over there and how they play over there is pretty much how we play. Well, yeah, because it's like, you know, you go you look at the FIBA tournament, the United <laughs> States team has to adjust to France, Germany. Greece, China, they have to adjust to them. But then, you know, after that, and you play over there, then they come over here for a few months and they have to adjust to the NBA season. So adjustments aren't always terrible, but when it is to the game, that's the difference literally between winning or losing. 
not just me scoring 20 over there, but me getting 40 over here. It's actually like, okay, if they hadn't called those called the gallon step to travel, that was the possession for us to tie the game because we haven't played good defense all game. So this was for us to tie it and to put pressure on them to score now. And let's say something like, you know, five seconds on the shot clock. Okay, now we can press them, uh, whatever we got to do, blah, 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 blah. So it literally changes how a game can turn out more than just the benefit of an individual player. Gotcha. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I agree. Is uh, definitely – adjustments need to be made when you when you playing uh nba and fiba um i think with, with the nba well one with the nba is like the three-pointers farther away uh it's like longer games than the nba as well as like i think in fiba you can stay in the restricted area longer mm-hmm. um than what you do uh in the nba so that changes that changes the strategy that you have um you know playing over there but i think <clears throat> It's funny that you brought it up because I wanted to ask, like, do you think professionals, professional sports have a, a negative impact on high school sports and below? And just with this specific um, topic, me personally, mm-hmm. me personally, I think JJ is reaching. Like, when, <laughs> when, when, you just come, when it just comes to the gather step, like, mm-hmm. we just talking about the gather step, oh, we okay. have long ways to go. Like we've always been taught, um, we've always been taught the basics. We've always mm-hmm. been taught you dribble, you take two steps. We've always been taught that. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's been like probably like the past probably like five years or so where the gather step has been uh emphasized more uh publicly. Mm-hmm. Like we've like in school, no one ever talked about no gather step. But when, well, when we was in school, mm-hmm. no one ever talked about no gather step. And then, like, and then I want I wanted to do some more research. And then, like, I looked at I I even went back and um look at a compilation of uh Ginobili Euro steps. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, man, maybe let me see if he if he doing a gather step or something. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see it. And I looked at a video of this uh this coach, um, I think it was like a college coach or something, demonstrating the gather step. And he did it. I said, You are traveling. Like <laughs> I said, that's not that is a travel. Is it how he brought the ball up and then came over? Because he all right, so they think so he says like so he like he he was dribbling and then he he picked the he picked the uh he picked the ball up, he he stopped. Um I'll show you the video after this. Okay, okay. I'll show you the video after this because the way I explain it, it's gonna be crazy. But I got you. When I when I when I seen it, and I probably post that at the end of this, um, just so y'all can know, um, what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I looked at that. I said, "You are traveling. That is <laughs> that is not legal." But yeah, just looking at that, I was like, "Well, one when he said it's like, I don't know if." I don't know. I don't know if you can blame it on Americans, because as a coach, as somebody who coached like the past, whether it be my what six year coaching, mm-hmm. um, like coaching, like youth league, middle school age kids, like it's like you can't blame Americans. I kind of low key blame professional sports, um, uh, for the lack of development in in our youth, because I feel like a lot of these, a lot of these uh kids. They don't necessarily, they don't necessarily look at 
divorced through the same lens as somebody like me when I was growing up, or maybe somebody mm-hmm. like you. I can't speak for you. Um, but it's like they don't really study. Like yeah. they just look at the they just look highlights. At the highlights. Yeah, and stuff of that nature. And then, you know, when I coached uh, like the youth league, I coached the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I pretty much sometimes that I do that throughout the whole season. Yeah, because that's what they need the basics. Yeah. Um, but now it's like everyone when you you know you had the Steph Curry's out there now. I think you brought that up before. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think Steph ruined the game and shit like that? <laughs> um. Now everyone, you know, everyone wants to skip steps. Now everyone yep. want to do the fancy stuff, anything, to, pretty much anything to get a highlight. Mm-hmm. And I think we've moved, we've moved into a, a era in basketball where it's like teams, teams want to have the style of play like the the Warriors and not the Suns. Like everyone, like everyone, guards and bigs wants to shoot like Steph. Yep. But no one wants to, or or dribble like carry. But no one wants to play like Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like <clears throat> when you when you factor all of that in, it's like, are we the ones? Mm-hmm. You know, of course you'll go back and say, well, you're the coach, so blah blah blah. Well, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that. But once game time come, and then you see these kids out there just want to shoot. Like you see it, you see it in practice. As soon as kids walk in the game, I always tell kids when you walk in the game, uh, walking like practice, whatever, especially mm-hmm. if you have time before practice, whatever your weakness is, that's what you should be working on before practice even start. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make a layup, you can't make a left hand layup. That's what you should be doing before practice. If mm-hmm. you can't, uh, if you can't do a free throw. That's what you should be doing for practice. If you can't really dribble with a certain hand. That's what you should be doing before practice. Yeah, what you see when you walk in the gym, you see kids go straight to the three point line and start shooting. And then y'all think we are harsh on kids when we tell them, "Hey, you can't shoot. (laughs) You can't shoot." Like Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to discourage the kids. I'm not trying to discourage kids, but it's facts. Like, yeah. Oh, we of course you have some kids that that have the potential to you know uh, shoot threes and whatever, but at the same time, it's still not at a high level. So it's like, hey, slide in. Mm-hmm. slide in closer how about you you know go closer to the rim work, yep. on, your, work on your form more mm-hmm. work on your form more and then you can work your way backwards Not yep. and if you ever see me go go in the gym until this day mm-hmm. I, I, um i do uh so pretty much when uh on the blocks i start mm-hmm. on the blocks i start close yeah three on this side three on the side slide back yeah make three in a row on this i side, do the same thing slide back i go to i do the same thing but i go i do 10 <laughs> Yeah, so and then mm-hmm. I and then I go to the free throw line, and and do that before I pretty much you know mm-hmm. whatever. So it's it's like okay, let me get my rhythm. Yep. So it's like with I can't with him saying we're studying the development. I I can't really agree with that because growing up, that's all we knew. So you steps. so you don't agree with that? It's Americans. You agree that you think it's just pro athletes? I think it's pro athletes. Cause like let's be real, like. Bro, that that James Harden, bro, that James Harden step back, mm-hmm. bro. We never. <laughs> that's still something we got to look in closely. Like, I don't know, man. It it looks like a travel to me. It does. It looks like here. it looked like a travel to me. I forget LeBron did it in a game one time. 
Oh, he did it and then he shot it in the corner and missed it. I was like, no, he didn't. He said, fuck it. Let me. <laughs> so, yeah, like James Harden did it. And then uh, Curry, Curry tried to do it. They they, they called the travel on him. And mm-hmm. I think Steve Kerr was on the side like, hey, Harden do it every, every single game. Yeah. So it was like, and that's another thing too, especially when the refs don't call it consistently. So mm-hmm. how can you how can you blame us when y'all don't even call it consistently in the league? Yeah, and y'all be letting a lot, y'all be letting a lot of traveling happen and happen in the league. So it's like, yeah, don't, don't put that on us. I put, I, put that on y'all. I think it's fair. I think that two things can be true at the same time, though. Mm-hmm. I think that it is basketball culture in America now is the flash, and who does that are the pro athletes. And then you also have coaches, unlike yourself, who do enforce that. It's like if you got a kid who can shoot like Dame, you're going to keep encouraging him to shoot like Dame. Like from damn near the logo, jacking that shit up. You ain't going to teach them how to properly set a screen or know what a back screen is, know how to do an L cut or work on their ball handling or putting them through like things like that. It's like, hey, you can hit that bitch, shoot that bitch. But then... It doesn't it and then it doesn't help that you have coaches like yourself who teach them those other things and encourage them to work on their weaknesses, but all they see is people who make millions of dollars do what the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's it I think two things can be true at the same time in this situation. But I'm 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 with you on I'm not putting it on all Americans, but I still think JJ has a point of it is still part of the American basketball culture. So that's it. Well, I guess is it is it is it our responsibility to adapt to FIBA? I don't think it's our responsibility, but I don't think it would hurt. Like just improve. I'm more so looking at the fact fundamentals. I don't think it would hurt to keep that. Fundamentals need to be like the basics need to be the same all across the board. Yeah, because I you know we tell. We tell we tell like high school, uh, middle school, whatever, to watch college instead mm-hmm. of watching um, instead of watching the pros because in college you probably see more of the uh, the different uh, defensive zones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just the 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 fundamental of basketball, like the right way to play basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, that's 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 my take on it. <laughs> no. I- I, I definitely can give it that. I definitely can understand that. <clears throat> yep. Ooh. All right. So that's pretty much all I got for this episode. You got anything else you want to discuss? Uh, that one twin who's playing in Detroit right now is doing very well. Um, he's doing very well right now. I just want to say that. That's all I want to say. I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's doing very good. Thanks. I know we're gonna have a. Uh, I mentioned before. I know we after. All Star Weekend. I know some mm-hmm. of our early season predictions might 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 have changed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> might have changed over the season. So, so we we ain't gonna say it now, but we are gonna wait till after All Star break and then mm-hmm. give our you know see if we want to stick with um, some of the early predictions that we had early in the season or see if it changed. So, and y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all, let us know as well. Like, y'all, whatever uh, predictions y'all had for the awards at the end of the season. Who's mm-hmm. playing well in y'all eyes? Who y'all are most impressed with? Um, 
or just whatever uh topics that y'all want us to uh cover um mm-hmm. during the episode but yeah that's all i got um, you want to give a shout out to your uh, sponsors and everything? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and check out my sponsors at Chale Clothing. That's C-H-A-L-E Clothing. And then go check out my other one, Katana Creations. That's Katana underscore Creations with a K. Uh, also check out Unfiltered Brothers Store uh, for their merchandise. They got shirts. They got wristbands. I think I got long sleeve and short sleeve shirts. So go check them out as well. All, all of it's all pouring back into people who want to just pour back into you. So check them all out we appreciate that and of course we always uh always appreciate the support um you know like aaron said um check out our podcast and for the brothers um whatever streaming uh platform that y'all use or uh youtube as well check out the woke podcast um great conversations happens on both um new year is around the corner um so just be on the lookout for you know just some things that you know we working on um but yep y'all stay blessed y'all stay safe and we